Well, hello there. We get ready for the weekend before the weekend. It is college basketball coast to coast. Less than 10 days from Selection Sunday, depending on when you're hearing us. It might be like eight days or it might be a week from Selection Sunday. We are ready for the weekend. We are glad that you have found us however you have done so, whether it's a social media link, whether you have now found the podcast, College Basketball Coast to Coast. We are streaming on TuneIn on the channel college basketball coast to coast all the way through march all the way through the final four in the big easy in new orleans live games coming on this channel next week with the championship game of the horizon league tuesday night uh, and also the championship game of the conference usa uh, title in frisco texas automatic bids in both of those tournaments coming next tuesday next saturday as part of championship week we're here, though, to preview the first weekend. Automatic bids going out this weekend of the NCAA tournament. Cannot wait to talk about it. I am merely the somewhat competent host of the program, and we'll have some other hosts <laughs> that are here, TJ Reeves. I've enlisted some great help. Straight ahead, forthwith, post-haste, George Offman will be here. George based in Chicago, longtime 40-year uh, career, Chicago sports radio reporter and radio reporter, has great insight in and around Chicago, the Big Ten, Looky here, Loyola, Chicago, the Ramblers. They are back in the mix in the Missouri Valley Tournament playing this weekend. George will have some insight on them. Big 10 tournament coming up. I want to talk with George in just a second. Later on in this program, let's talk some SEC. What else? I'm based in the Tampa Bay area. I'm in the South. The Southeastern Conference Tournament coming right here where I am in Tampa Bay, downtown Tampa, Amelie Arena, the home of the two-time defending Stanley Cup champion Tampa Bay Lightning. The Lightning will vacate. Kentucky, Arkansas, Tennessee, Auburn, Florida, they're all coming here for the SEC tournament. Jason Powers will be here. You'll hear Jason a bunch on the College Basketball Coast to Coast podcast and the live show uh, and all the NCAA tournament coverage. Jason based here in Tampa Bay. He'll have some SEC knowledge. We'll talk a little college basketball with him in a little bit. With all the disclaimers and all the promos done, here he is from the not-so-windy city. Am I told that it's above freezing? On the first weekend of March, <laughs> apparently it is. George Offman is back with me, uh, and George is here to give me insight on everything, including uh, does a great job with his podcast. Tell me a story I don't know. Fantastic sports interview podcast. Uh, he's got a great guest on this weekend that's appropriate for the NCAA tournament. We'll talk about that, George. With all that out in the way, how are you? How are things? Are you ready for March? I am. And we've put the shovel away until possibly Monday, and we may get a little more snow, even though it's going to be like 65 here on Saturday. But other than that, I'm alive and well. All right. So it's it's good to be around this weekend, maybe not as good early on in the week. And by the way, I'm heading to Indianapolis. Are you telling me I'm dealing with snow potentially on Tuesday in the cold? I'm a Florida guy. I'm weak, as I keep telling you, at below 50 degrees, we wither, my friend. We can't handle it. I know that. I've talked to people down in Florida. When it's 60 degrees, they're wearing sweaters and coats. I can't tell you what it's going to be like in Indy. Their weather's a little warmer than ours, so I wouldn't expect any snow, but just be be careful. And by the way, I will be there for the Horizon League's Championship Tuesday. The Big Ten will be there right after that for the whole rest of the week in the automatic bid. I will talk some Big Ten with you in a moment. First, though, let's talk Loyola Chicago. You've covered this program on the runs that they have had over the last few years, including the Final Four run of 2017 for the Ramblers, led by then-coach Porter Moser. Porter Moser has now moved on this year to Oklahoma. One of his assistants, Drew Valentine, uh, has taken over, one of the youngest coaches in college basketball. So as we are releasing college basketball coast-to-coast for this first weekend in March, the Ramblers slated to play in St. Louis – 
Missouri Valley Tournament. You may already know the result, and I am blaming George Offman for coming on the podcast. If the Ramblers <laughs> lose on Friday when I'm trying to project for the weekend – no, I'm just kidding. I'm not blaming Offman. I'm blaming the Ramblers for not getting it done. But anyway, they play – on Friday afternoon in the 4-5 game in the Missouri Valley Conference. So you probably already know that result later on Friday, Saturday, you will know that result. Are they in the semifinal or not with the potential to play number one seeded Northern Iowa? We will find out. But George, just say something big picture here. Moser not there anymore. This was a sweet 16 program a year ago. They still have some expectations. The automatic bid is still on the line. Give me a thought or two real quick, please. Well, first of all, take a look at the fact that he took over a team that lost their leading scorer from last year, but the rest of the team was put together by Porter Moser, and he did a wonderful job. That last game of the season where they lost to UNI mm. changed everything because if they win, they're the number one seed in a very competitive Missouri Valley. UNI finished 14-4. and four. Uh, Loyola, Drake, and Missouri State all finished 13-5, and five, so it's very possible that – the Valley could have two teams in the tournament. It just depends on who's in the championship game. And remember, Loyola goes to the A-10 next year, so they will leave the Valley. They've been competitive, um, and this, but it's a crapshoot, honestly. I mean, to be the fourth seed now, you're playing Bradley, and Bradley's a, a pretty decent team. And I was going to interject, they lose that overtime game, and it cost them not only the one seed, but it cost them in the tiebreaker being all the way down to the four and that yep. means the fours got to play the one on Saturday right away, as opposed to maybe being the two or the three where you're not playing Northern Iowa until Sunday. You know this, George. So very interesting how costly that was. And you know they're going to have revenge on their mind. They've got an outstanding guard, Lucas Williamson, to watch out for. And again, just give us a feel. In Chicago, is there some excitement around this team because of what they've done in the NCAA tournament the last few years? A little buzz? That buzz is kind of left. You know, this is not a college basketball town. Uh, when they made the final four, when that thing was rolling, everybody loved it. Sister Jean was, you know, kind of a factor. She's in St. Louis. She's 102 for crying Incredible. out loud. It's just an, Incredible. It's really an amazing story. But again, I think the city will be turned on if Loyola can make it to the tournament. And again, you know, if, if, if they win, and they're playing the number one seed. They split the games against you and I. They were close games. I mean, they lost the last game in, in overtime. So they could win that game. But I think to make the tournament, they're going to have to be in the championship game. And I think this year the Valley could get two teams. So uh, my feeling is if Loyola can get there to that championship game, they could be in. If they win it, they'll get a reasonable seed. They, uh, they're, 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 uh, their ranking this year has been pretty decent. I mean, they haven't been in the top 25. I don't think they, they might have been once. So they got an opportunity. They do. It's very competitive in St. Louis. Love this man's insight. George Offman, spell it with one F, O-F-M-A-N. The podcast is Tell Me a Story I Don't Know. We're going to plug that again because George's guest this week is Dave Revson of the Big Ten Network. And the Big Ten, oh, by the way, will be a subject in our conversation in a moment. I cannot let you get away, though, without asking you some perspective. You covered Porter, Porter Moser a bunch uh, on these tournament runs. He's now at Oklahoma in the Big 12. <laughs> and the Big 12 tournament. Um, so say something about being around him, and, and people are looking for a little sooner magic maybe in the postseason. They're going to need it. They're going to they're gonna maybe need to win the automatic bid. I don't know that they have enough of a case to get in at large, but say something about Porter Moser, if you would. And I think that's part of the reason why Loyola hasn't gotten the same kind of publicity. Porter Moser was just a magnanimous type of personality. 
No, he loved engaging with the media and vice versa. And he helped push this program. And obviously with the success of them going to the final four, that was even better. Uh, Drew Valentine has been more low key, but again, the coverage has been that kind of way. Uh, in this town, until the team kind of gets into the tournament, then you start to see more, more coverage. Uh, Porter Moser is just a terrific guy. He was really great for the university. It was his time to go. I thought a lot of people thought he was going to leave after they made the final four and he got himself a better deal. And finally at age, I think it was 51 or 52, he said, you know what? It's my time and, and good for him. I, I wish him the greatest of luck, but the program is still pretty good. I mean, when you consider that if you're going to take over a program that loses a leading score, but you still have some talent and you're able to do this, Drew Valentine's done a pretty good job this year. Yeah, he was his lead assistant, too, so he slides right yes. in. And as you mentioned, right. uh, they have rocked and rolled. All right, let's segue over to the Big Ten. Again, Chicago is a big Big Ten town, an Illinois town. Uh, and Illinois has been an interesting – this whole conference has been yeah. what a, any given night as we are taping this – you can't figure Michigan out, for example. Michigan trying to make the tournament has a great game at home with Purdue. Uh, turn around and lose uh, right after that and lose at Wisconsin with the whole Jawan Howard thing. All right, so they got everything to play for. They beat Rutgers with an interim coach, Phil Martelli. They turn around and lose to Illinois, and Illinois put it on them. Uh, and then Michigan turns right around and plays a great game with Michigan State. And then on Thursday night at home, needing a win over Iowa to help them, of course they lose to Iowa at home. Go figure <laughs> this conference, including Illinois. Give me a couple big picture things as the tournament gets ready to be played. What are you looking for out of the Big Ten here, including Illinois? Extremely competitive. I mean, Purdue is the consensus to be a number one seed, but then again, you know, they get tripped up. They could fall off that number one line. I think that if, if Purdue can make the semifinals, I think they will be a number one seed. It doesn't matter what happens in the championship game. As for Illinois, pretty inconsistent. I mean, they're four and three in their last seven. I think part of that reason is it's such a topsy-turvy league. Uh, but remember last year, they were a number one seed. They looked like a team that could go to the final four. Some people had them winning the championship and they get knocked out in the first round by Loyola. Yep. Now this year, they look like a team that could get knocked out in the first round. And you just don't know the key. Kofi Coburn has to do the 20 and 10, but he really has to be more assertive. Um, Carbello, who's been injured for most of the year, guides this team. He really has to have a very good game. And Alfonso Plummer has been a big game player for them now the last number of games. He's been shooting the lights out. But this is an extraordinarily difficult league. I, I wouldn't really tell you who's got the chance to, to win in the Big Ten tournament and who's got a chance to make the Final Four. The Big Ten has been very well representative in the Final Four over the last number of years. But Illinois is... I don't know, kind of an enigma. They could be out in the first round. They could also slide their way through. You never know. Yeah, and Coburn staying out of foul trouble is big. They blew a Absolutely. game at Ohio State where he was in foul trouble the entire time in that game. Listen to George with the breakdown of the Big Ten. That's why we love this man. Again, the podcast is Tell Me a Story I Don't Know and perfect timing here on College Basketball Coast to Coast to talk about and cross-promote your podcast 
because Dave Revson of the Big Ten Network is your guest. He'll be the host. You'll see him as the front face on all the Big Ten Network coverage of their tournament from Indianapolis. Tell me more about Dave Revson, Dave Revson being on with you, former ESPN personality. He's now been with the Big Ten Network over a decade since their inception, right? He's the he, he's one of the, the stalwarts of the Big Ten Network. Tell us more, George. Well, Dave Repson is, is a, he's a great guy. I was talking to somebody the other day about him. He's just the perfect host. Uh, there's no ego here. And when they went to recruit him, they recruited the right guy. Now he would have stayed at ESPN, but you know, each contract was such that it was time with the family to say, Hey, they are reaching out to me. Not only, not only does he have great stories, it's the way he tells a story. He's one of the best storytellers that we've had on this uh, on this podcast, tell me a story I don't know. He's a wonderful individual. You've got to listen to this, if not for the last story he tells about a golfing outing with none other than O.J. Simpson. It's <laughs> worth it's worth listening to hear him explain how he wound up in the same field and same cart with O.J. Simpson. But Dave Rebson is a terrific host of the, the Big Ten tournament. They picked the, excuse me, the Big Ten network. They picked the right guy. Uh, there are teases, and that's a Hall of Fame tease right there. For Tell yeah. Me a Story I Don't Know, wherever you get podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, hear Dave Revson's story from ESPN to the Big Ten Network. And again, he'll be working all of their live coverage. I cannot plug this man enough. Follow him at George Offman, O-F-M-A-N. He's a funny tweet, too, about everything Chicago. He's into the March Madness. He'll be into the brackets and all of this. Thank you for hanging with me on College Basketball Coast to Coast. I want to hear the podcast now for all things Revson, including the O.J. Simpson story. That's tremendous. Enjoy March. Hopefully you put your shovel away soon for the snow. And thank you for <laughs> hanging with me once again, young man. Always my pleasure, TJ. Thanks. All right, there he goes, and we'll see what happens with the Big Ten wrap-up to the regular season. Again, Wisconsin has already clinched at least a share of the Big Ten title. Purdue up there at the top as well. And what's going to happen with the likes of Illinois and Michigan and Ohio State? Michigan finishing with Ohio State uh, coming up on the weekend after Ohio State already beat them in Ann Arbor. Go, go figure Michigan. Watch them win in Columbus this weekend with Phil Martelli in the final of his interim five games in for the suspended Jawan Howard. We'll see what happens uh, on that as the Big Ten season wraps up. We're going to talk some SEC uh, straight ahead with Jason Powers, including those games that are going on uh, this weekend uh, with the likes of Kentucky against Florida, the Arkansas rematch with Tennessee. Lots of SEC conversation coming up straight ahead. Reminder, we're here on College Basketball Coast to Coast all the way through March and all the way through all of the NCAA tournament mayhem and the Final Four. Again, we will be live for a couple of conference tournament championship games next week on this channel. Whether you're finding us uh, through the podcast, College Basketball Coast to Coast, there's a live tune-in channel, College Basketball Coast to Coast, where this programming streams, this show streams, live games as well. Tuesday night, Horizon League Championship, as they battle in Indianapolis, the likes of Cleveland State. Uh, Indiana, Purdue, Fort Wayne uh, that is uh, participating as well as Wright State, uh, Northern Kentucky. Champion will be crowned in Indianapolis Tuesday. You'll hear it on TuneIn and the College Basketball Coast to Coast live channel there on TuneIn. And also Saturday night, Conference USA Championship 
for the likes of North Texas, uh, UAB, all the Conference USA, top teams like Middle Tennessee State, etc., that are vying for the CUSA automatic bid. Saturday night, Frisco, Texas, we will be there for the title game as that tournament plays out all on championship weekend. Championship game, 8.30 Eastern time, Saturday night, on TuneIn and the College Basketball Coast to Coast channel for that one. A quick reminder, one of our sponsors is BetUS for College Basketball Coast to Coast. Right now, you've got the opportunity to get into one of the trusted sports books that's been out there for three decades. That's BetUS, BetUS.com. We are proud to be uh, linked up with them on College Basketball Coast to Coast. You can get in right now with a special sign-up bonus for March Madness for the Final Four. Get a 125% match bonus through BetUS just with our promo code COAST22 for College Basketball Coast to Coast. COAST, C-O-A-S-T, 22. Get a 125% match bonus by just using our promo code, you put 100 in, you get 125. You put 200 in, you get uh, 250 more to spend on the match bonus through our promo code Coast22. Again, BetUS, as they've got everything from live betting, parlays, all of it for March Madness Championship Week, uh, etc. If you want to utilize BetUS, BetUS.com to find out more. Our promo code Coast22. You bet, you win, you get paid with Bet. U.S. Let's rock along on college basketball coast to coast right now. And as we continue along, it is the nation's college basketball show and podcast. You'll be hearing from this voice throughout the month of March. I love me some Jason Powers of the Powers on Sports podcast. Jason based in the Tampa Bay area, just as I am. And well, looky here, as I mentioned earlier, and we're now about to be here. The SEC basketball tournament comes to Tampa, comes to Champa Bay, the likes of Kentucky and Arkansas and Tennessee and Auburn and those dastardly Florida Gators about 90 miles away to the north. They're all coming here to be part of this. And Jason is here to set me straight, give me a little insight, a little preview and much more. How you feeling as uh, we, we are now within a week or so of Selection Sunday. How you feeling here as we're ready to go? No, fantastic. One of the one of the seminal holidays of my calendar, Selection Sunday, 6 o'clock CBS, <laughs> coming up here in a short period of time. And championship week is underway in a lot of the smaller conferences. And you'll see, obviously, with all the big five conferences, we'll be hitting uh, their tournaments next week. And obviously, we will be hosting the SEC here in Tampa. Yeah, we're looking forward to that with the sunshine, et cetera, and so much anticipation. So uh, we'll we'll plug a little bit on the Tennessee point of view when we talk about your podcast in a couple of moments. But you've got some real Goliaths, obviously, at the top of this thing. Kentucky, always expected. But Arkansas is really good with a win over uh, Kentucky uh, back last weekend. Uh, right there in the thick of things. Auburn has remained right in the thick of things as well, although some question marks about them on the road. Jason, give me an overall thought on this tournament coming here and some powerhouse teams being part of it. Oh, it's going to be a it's going to be a heavyweight showdown here in Tampa because, like you said, there's Kentucky's viable to potentially be a number one seed. Arkansas's had a great year. Auburn's been a top five team for the last six seven weeks, no doubt. So, and it, and the interesting part is what six or seven or eight seed is going to make a little run here. An LSU, maybe a Florida can win a couple games. Maybe even a Mississippi State who just lost to Auburn in overtime a couple days ago. So there will be some teams that will be fighting for their tournament lives here coming to Tampa that are that might be a six or seven seed in this tournament. Yeah, Alabama. Alabama is another team with a great, oh, tons of great wins, 
but they've had some terrible losses throughout the year too. Got blown out the other night by Texas A&M in their do building. We by- have, do we have an explanation for that late season here? They need to win games. It is uh, the end of the year and they let Texas A&M, a mediocre team come in and score 87 points on them. I don't, you cannot figuratively trust this Alabama team. You don't know what you're going to get, you, right? You don't. They've, they've beaten the likes of Gonzaga and others throughout the huge wins, but then they, they, they rely so much on the three point shot. They live and die by the three. I mean, it's just one of those things that they're playing. If, and and they, to me, they don't, they, they seem to check in and out defensively. They're not very consistent on the defensive end. When they decide to get dialed in on defense, they can beat anybody in the country. If they shoot the ball well, they can beat anybody in the country. But if they don't mix both of those things together, they do what they did the other night against Texas A&M. And they seemingly can only play one way, which is 95 miles an hour shooting bombing three-pointers or trying to get layups at the rim. They have no other way or path to victory. And if they're not hitting, they're done. And we're we're in the mode now of one and done. Right. On, and, and teams that can win multiple ways uh, seem to go uh, farther. Uh, Kentucky is always Kentucky. And Jason, I, yep. I have been around the SEC tournament uh, previously in Atlanta and in Nashville. I mean, the overtaking of a town. The Kentucky fans will be here by probably 10,000, maybe even 20,000 of them will descend right. and try to get their hands on the tickets. It is just something different with Calipari's crew and the expectation. Follow up on that real quick. And the one thing this year that in previous years they've not had, they've got experience this year. They've got a more veteran team. They're not relying on all freshmen. And so there's some expectation this year by the fan base that they are going to be better in the tournament. They've got Kellen Grady, the guy from Davidson, who's played really well for them. they got some veteran guys. Their biggest thing is health. If they can get healthy, this is a team that could cut down the nets. All right, we'll see what happens with Kentucky. And Arkansas has been tremendous. They've won a lot of close games. Uh, Again, they've been better at Bud Walton Arena at home. Everybody's better at home. But now you're about to be away in Tampa and on neutral sites in the NCAA tournament. But with Note, with their their bigs, they've won a lot of close games. And Eric Musselman's done a tremendous job. How dangerous is Arkansas as we head to this tournament? What do you think? I I like Arkansas a lot. They got size. They got length. Musselman's a proven coach in the tournament in Nevada. He's done some really good things at Nevada. He knows how to coach tight games. If you watched that game last week against Kentucky on CBS, a tremendous finish against Kentucky in Bud Walton. And again, Bud Walton's going to help them, but obviously they're not playing in Bud Walton anymore during the regular season and tournament. But to me, they've got some metal. They've got some grit. They've won some close games. They beat LSU close the other night. So they, they know how to, they, they, they're accustomed to being in close games. And I think they got a good coach in Musselman. They did come to Gainesville and outslug the Gators late in the year, too. And they make free throws. Jason Powers is big on the fundamentals. They make free throws at Arkansas. That may be a factor as well. Jason, with me for a few more moments. College basketball, coast-to-coast. Find him at JPO Sports. Jason Powers, JPO Sports. Powers on Sports Podcast. On your podcast this week, you talk to our mutual buddy, Vince Ferrara, uh, who's yes. in Knoxville with the Sports Animal uh, radio station. They can hear that full conversation where he's talking a ton of Tennessee volunteers. Again, I don't. I, I want them to go hear your conversation with Vince, but Tennessee's going to be a force in this tournament too, yes. we would think. Yes? Ab- no, absolutely. They've got some size. They've got some good guard play. They've got, a, again, Rick Barnes is a proven coach, not the best tournament coach in the world at his time in Texas and Tennessee, but he's a good coach. He's a proven coach. And again, if they can 
if they can just put be consistent, they've beaten some big teams as well. So Tennessee is Vince and I talked about one of the things Vince and I talked about tournament wide and around the country is parity. There's probably 15, 18 teams that can make the final four easily. There's probably 10 or 12 of those teams that you can make an argument could win the national championship. I think and Tennessee, a lot of parity, again, a lot of yeah, parity. Tennessee again, has got a veteran coach in Rick Barnes. It's been there, been in the final four with Texas, been in the sweet 16 previously with Clemson and with Providence uh, veteran coach will make a difference uh, as well. Uh, on this for the volunteers. All right, uh, we're ready for all the mayhem. All the, I, I look forward to being uh, around you and talking with you a bunch, not just for the SEC tournament, but the whole NCAA tournament. We can't wait for this, right? Just one more time. We can't wait for all of this as it rolls through the next four weekends. I'm, I'm already planning to be sick that Thursday and Friday. I'm sorry, my boss. <laughs> I'm already planning. I believe those should be national holidays, yes. not just the Monday after the Super Bowl, but the Thursday and Friday of the NCAA tournament should be yes. national holidays because there's no work getting done. There's no productivity getting done maybe on you, those. Maybe, maybe you and I will catch a lunch somewhere on one of those Thursdays and Fridays we got to. for a couple we got to hours do watching a little ball. We got to do something with that. The Powers on Sports podcast. Again, follow him at JPO Sports on Twitter. I always love talking with you. Let's do it again on college basketball coast to coast, including selection Sunday night and beyond with the NCAA tournament. Jason Powers, thank you. Be well. Have a great weekend. You got it. Heading down to Miami to see Bill Maher tonight. And there he goes again. uh, Thanks to Jason for hopping on as we head towards the weekend and the finale of the SEC schedule coming on Saturday before everything shakes out with their tournament. Have not mentioned yet, I'm well aware, Coach K's final game at Cameron Indoor Stadium where the tickets are through the roof right now as Duke plays North Carolina one more time with Coach K on the bench. His 40 years at Duke coming to an end. John Shire will replace him next year, but not before Coach K's got an outstanding chance to go deep into the tournament, if not be in the Final Four in New Orleans with this team that he has. They try to wrap everything up in the ACC and get ready for the ACC tournament coming up next week. Duke, Carolina. Duke going to be a huge favorite in this one to roll. So much emotion. I think I saw where some 70-plus players, former players of Coach K's, will be there. All of the greats. Obviously, Jay Billis will be on the commentary, but the likes of Christian Leitner, um, and and, uh, J.J. Redick and so many of his players throughout his history uh, from Shane Battier to Jay Williams on and on and on uh, that were part of all these Duke teams. Uh, You know, some of them are still coaching, whether it's Johnny Dawkins or Tommy Amaker, uh, et cetera, et cetera. His former uh, coach uh, players that are now coaches, Chris Collins, Jeff Capel, uh, Steve Wojciechowski, all these different coaches that coach uh, somewhere else may not be able to be there. Uh, But he is going to have a ton of people there, and we'll see about Coach K's emotional farewell at Cameron. I've had the privilege on two previous occasions of being there for Duke Carolina. It was not the final game of the regular season. It was earlier uh, in February, and North Carolina beat them both times. The two times that I was there, such a hated uh, rivalry. It's there one more time, and Coach K's gotten the better of North Carolina a bunch down the stretch. And Hubert Davis, his first year as the... A Carolina head coach is there for Coach K's final game at Cameron on the trivia question for Carolina coming in. And obviously, Duke will play in the ACC tournament and then on to the NCAA tournament. Will they end up, speaking of George Offman in Chicago, will they end up in that Midwest Regional by choice if Duke is the number one overall seed or whoever the number one overall seed is? They get to pick which regional they would want to be in. Coach K from Chicago, Mike Krzyzewski, Will they want to finish it in Chicago in the regional finals if they make it that far? It would be Duke's choice or Gonzaga's choice or Baylor or whomever 
is the number one overall seed. They get to choose which regional site they would want to be in. Gonzaga would obviously choose California, so so Duke might end up in Chicago anyway. And again, you're going to see so much coverage on Saturday. A pre and post ESPN's got all those alternate channels they're doing. The ACC network for Coach K's final game there. Let's see what happens on the final regular season game. And again, automatic bids are going to be going out Saturday, Sunday. We talked with George Offman about the Missouri Valley Championship, but you've got the Ohio Valley Championship on and on, uh, morphing into the beginning of next week with the likes of the Sun Belt, the West Coast Conference. Again, I'll be at the Horizon League in Indianapolis for the automatic bid Tuesday night for two of their uh, schools to be in there. We're looking forward to seeing what happens as championship week gets underway, and we'll obviously be back off the weekend. Don't forget about my Memphis Tigers in the American Conference. Memphis with Houston coming Sunday in Memphis. They could not take advantage of two meetings with Houston a year ago. It cost Penny Hardaway's Tigers an NCAA tournament bid at large. Can they sweep Houston with a win on Sunday in Memphis? And if they do, Memphis's case is greatly bolstered at large for the NCAA tournament. And the Tigers won on Thursday night over USF, South Florida in Tampa for a 10th win in 11 games. Houston won big over Temple. Houston's already clinched the number one seed for the American Conference Tournament next weekend. Not this weekend, but next weekend in Fort Worth, Texas. Can Memphis knock them off? and maybe slide in now as a dangerous second team out of the American Conference, we will find out. That is a Sunday afternoon CBS showdown with Houston and Memphis, and Memphis trying to get the sweep over the top seed Houston Cougars. So much basketball this weekend. Again, keep up with us on Twitter at CBB Coast to Coast. Keep up with this show on podcast. Follow or subscribe, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get podcasts. You can find College Basketball Coast to Coast. New shows coming out all through March. We're going to be in and around previewing and recapping the NCAA tournament. Just be following or subscribing on those podcast outlets. And again, the TuneIn channel is the same name, College Basketball Coast to Coast, including the live game coverage, pre-game and post-game recap, Selection Sunday Night Show on TuneIn. Search College Basketball Coast to Coast. Look under sports, look under college basketball. You'll find it sitting right there for free on College Basketball Coast to Coast on TuneIn. For now, we're done. My thanks to George Offman, talking Chicago and the Missouri Valley Tournament. Thanks also to Jason Powers and the SEC Tournament preview coverage. I'm TJ Reeves. Keep hanging right here for the month of March to College Basketball Coast to Coast.